This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. Hey, buddy. How we doing? We're doing all right, I, Mark. I mean, what can you say yeah. about yesterday? I think you put it so well in the email thread that I checked at 3.07 as my baby woke up yeah, for the I saw third when time. you responded. I was like, oh, hell. Yeah, it's a He's rough up one. in the middle of the night again. It's, it feels like we got robbed, and I'm mm. not saying that the Niners got robbed by the refs or we got robbed by anything other than the fact that it was an unfulfilling way to end a season. You want your team to go out and lose if they're going to lose. You want them to lose with their best foot forward. The fact that Brock got hurt, fine. Quarterbacks get hurt. But then the backup got hurt yeah, too. I mean, That's the part to me that felt like we got robbed of, of a true championship game because the final 25 minutes of that game were meaningless. Even if Josh Johnson had played the rest of the game, I, I still would have felt like this to a degree. I, I understand that injuries happen. They're part of football. Uh, injuries to a quarterback. Believe me, last week there was a moment in time where it felt like the Chiefs postseason was going to fall on Chad Henney. And, and I can promise you what a Chiefs fan is feeling. Like, come on. Not like if you're going to beat us, beat us. That's not us. And 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 that's exactly how a 49er fan is going to feel after watching yesterday. And it's just, it's like I went in, I think we all did. If you're a sane mind, you went into yesterday knowing the 49ers might lose. They might not be the better team. I don't know. They had won 12 in a row. I sat down for all 12 of those going, I know they're the better team. I know if they play well, they can win this game. And they won all of them. Yesterday, I sat down going, I don't know today. I don't know. My respect for the Eagles and what they do is plenty high. I was, there's no peacocking around being like 49ers are the better team. But I knew damn well this was the matchup we waited for, we deserved. And I went back and forth yesterday in terms of feeling bad for us and feeling bad for them. Can you imagine the physical toll that those 49er players take on and what they go through to get to that moment and then have it go that way? I know it's sports. I know people like to point and laugh. Ha ha, 40 whiners. It, 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 it really, it's disappointing, not because of the outcome, but because of the way we arrived at, at that outcome. And I will forever feel like a whole week of excitement went into a moment that never happened. You know, if you've been around for a minute and, and you've seen Chevy Chase and all the vacation movies, we got to Wally World yesterday. Yeah. 
We drove for hours, and you arrived at Wally World, and the damn thing was closed. And it stinks. It's a bummer, yeah. But to me, the fact that the backup quarterback got hurt is what made it feel that way. Because you lose your quarterback, it happens. And I think about the Dallas game the previous week where Dallas lost their starting running back, their real game changer, and they lost the game. Now, they didn't lose because they lost their running back. The running back is not the quarterback. But Dallas Cowboy fan can look at that game and go, what if we would have had Tony Pollard the whole game? Maybe things go differently. Maybe we have a chance to win. Fine. But you had a backup running back who, by the way, has been a pro bowler. He's been an all-pro. He's a legitimate first-round running back. In this case, you lose your quarterback and you go to Josh Johnson. Okay, Josh Johnson's a veteran. He's been around the league. He knows enough to make plays. He's been in this system before. He can do the things you need to do. But when he gets hurt, and put aside the fumble, because fumbles happen, backup quarterbacks make mistakes. Four of them on one play. Well, that he only fumbled once, and he <laughs> no, never picked it up. Dropped the ball, bent down, dropped put it, two hands on the ball, dropped it again, went bent to go down, get it, decided to pick it up, it. and then dove on the ground and had it right and in front of get him, it, yeah. squirted it forward. It, yeah. and that, <laughs> you're talking about a guy who, if you look at how many plays he's played in his 15-year career, he, Brock Purdy's already played more than Josh Johnson's ever played in 15 years. So, for me, when you go to a backup quarterback and you lose the game, fine. That's what happens in football. But when your backup goes out and you have to go to a guy to come back in, knowing full well, and you read his lips on the sidelines when he t- told his coach, yeah. I, can't I can't throw. Tell. Yeah, so with all due respect, and I see where you're coming from, and you're right, there's never been a football game ever where somebody didn't have an injury and a fan didn't go, what if? That's right. true. But this underscores the point that you and I have been talked about a number of times this year as far as when we talked about who's the most important 49er. Uh, I get that Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams and Fred Warner are all pros and Brock Purdy's not. Nothing's more important than a quarterback. And this isn't just a football game. It's the NFC title game on the road in Philadelphia. To think that Josh Johnson is ready for that moment in his NFL career, he's not. He's not. Teams get to this point solely because They've got their best punch. And and so I would have felt this way. Obviously, I'm a 49er fan, but I would have felt this way for any of the teams. If this had ended up being Gardner Minshew versus Brock Purdy, then an Eagle fan could be like, nah, that's, that, that's not it. There's nothing like losing the quarterback. And as it turned out, when you look back on it, for me, this game ended the second that Brock Purdy left and could not throw a football. And that will forever, to me, feel like we as an N- we as an NFL world, we got robbed of a massive moment that we've been waiting for. And that's the way it goes. And, you know, I saw Eric Armstead tweet this after the game. That's life. And, and that's life is a bumper sticker that I don't want to use after a game like that. It's a Frank I would, Sinatra song. Is I, what it right. Is. I'd love to see we got outplayed. I'd love to see, you know, we, whatever, we gave it our best punch. I, I don't want to hear that's life. I, it, like, I'm sorry. That, to me, that stinks. I'm disappointed. That feeling is, is not going away. We, we got robbed of the game that we've been waiting for all year. I think it's unfair to say the game ended when Brock Purdy got hurt because Josh Johnson 
led them on a touchdown drive that Brock Purdy's never done in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Brock Purdy has never been on the field for a touchdown on offense. So for you to point. say that... It's a quirky point. Quirky schmirky. Uh, what do you have? So he had four plays? Six plays? And he was unable to get it done, Mark. I got it. And okay. whether or not you want to admit that, that's a you problem. <laughs> Josh Johnson came on the field and didn't muck it up until he mucked it up. He led them on a touchdown drive. And by the way, Christian McCaffrey's touchdown run is one for the ages. Unbelievable. Shook a tackle. Unbelievable. Jumped a tackle. And then busted up two eagles on his way to the end zone. At that point, with Josh Johnson at the helm, yeah. it's a tie football game. Yes, it is. So it's not like Brock Purdy went out and you got absolutely motorboated from there. The game turned when Josh Johnson was una- unable to catch a snap that was put right in his hands. You're down 14-7. If you go to the locker room, down 14-7, you get the ball to start the third quarter with Josh Johnson. Maybe you're able to keep that going, stay in the game, but you go down 21-7 in that moment. That's where the game turned. It wasn't when Brock Purdy got hurt. I disagree, and that's fine. I get what you're saying, but I also think we saw enough of Josh Johnson to realize the longer he was out there, the worse it was going to get. He that's was the actually other way getting around. more comfortable. I disagree. I, yeah. thought he, I thought he had one good throw the entire game. He hit George Kittle over there on the left sideline. Outside of that, things were getting thrown at people's shins. He had no pocket presence. He couldn't well, get away from... why did he have the, no pocket presence? Because... Because Philadelphia was all right. over the Niner and, offensive and line. And why were they all over the offensive line? Because because you can crowd the line of scrimmage when you know that a team can't throw the ball. So, I listen, we can go round and round yeah. on this. I get where you're coming from. Uh, I, you're never going to change my mind. I think it stinks. I'm not trying to change your yeah, mind. Yeah, it stinks that we got to this moment and didn't get to see the best versus the best. Of That's course. what we all want. That's what we always want. And, uh, and, and, you know, the Eagles are a phenomenal team. And, and they may have won anyway. I, we'll, we'll never know. Um, it's not like we don't have a worthy Super Bowl. You got one versus one, and the spread is two. So this is a massive matchup. Yeah. But that's what we were talking about. We went into the weekend with a thing of beauty. It was it was heavyweight versus heavyweight and heavyweight versus heavyweight, which was going to lead to heavyweight versus heavyweight. And what we ended up getting was a heavyweight versus heavyweight Super Bowl as a result of one heavyweight versus heavyweight title game and one heavyweight versus Somebody with one arm. Well, it's what... And it stinks. And you've watched enough boxing to know where you watch a bout and it's heavyweight versus heavyweight or whatever weight class you want to pick. And the one boxer seems to be not right and come to find out he broke his hand. He's compromised. Broke his hand in the third round. So, you know, that left jab that he's known for throwing. Well, you can't really throw that left jab because I broke my hand. So that's what you saw in this boxing match. So now you had a one-handed boxer against another true champion and you can't go toe to toe because you can't throw your best punch exactly so that's kind of what that felt like and I, i put this out on twitter it's like watching a baseball game in game seven of the world series or the nlcs or whatever where oh we don't have a pitcher we gotta throw our shortstop out there for seven innings what Right, Pablo Sandoval comes in, and uh, right. and that's the other thing that I know is really hard for for Forty Nine er fans to watch. Uh, I, I get it; no one's going to ask the Eagles or their fans to not be excited yesterday. But it's also hard as a Forty Nine er fan when you're watching defensive players in the fourth quarter break through the line and stuff Christian McCaffrey for a one yard loss, and then get up and celebrate. It's like you know they're running the ball. Of course you're able to stop them. So there were a number of times in the fourth quarter where I'm like, 
the fourth graders are playing the kindergartners in dodgeball, and they're standing over them and laughing and, tra and trash talking after they beat them. It's like that's what got frustrating with all of the antics in the end. Both sides totally got out of hand. But I get the frustration because it's like, guys, the game's over. Like, we we've lost the ability of the forward pass. So this is not a, right? Like, call the fight. Call the fight. It was almost like just uh, literally. You can't win. And I know you're not allowed to do this, but raise your hand. This When there were seven minutes left in the game, go in the game. I'm like, let's just. Oh, just, earlier than that, Yeah, coach. just turn it off. Turn it off. Go for a walk. Watch the Chiefs and, 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 and Bengals later. Like, this, this isn't even a game anymore. This is not a criticism of Kyle Shanahan, but I do think that when they were down 24 to 7 and Brock Purdy's back on the field and it's clear that he can't throw why not try something else like maybe like what like what you did with Christian McCaffrey the one time <laughs> which like, was a great play wasn't it well at I least mean, it was it, something i don't know Mark, like, it was again, it was something more than you're dead run, by then. run run fourth down let's run it again you're de you're dead either way I, why not try a little something a little razzle dazzle a little use check Pitch to McCaffrey, throw it here, pitch it there. Do something other than, know. oh boy, we can't win. Let's just pound the rock. I, I, I don't know what the options are there. And that's again. I just told that's you what, what the options were. But they're, 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 they're not throw the work ball either. with it's somebody else. Not going to work. Not going to work. This is an NFL team. Well, what team. you did didn't work. Right. So, so I, again, because you're, in my opinion, you're optionless at that point. Um, listen, as far as the difficulties for 49er fans, um, there are so many of you, gosh, Twitch, YouTube, the numbers through the roof today, and we thank you so much. And there's going to be a huge offseason ahead with all kinds of questions to answer. Um, it's been just uh, w w what an incredible season, not just from the perspective of the 49ers, but from all of you and the interaction and the communication we have had. And we expect today to be absolutely no different. As you would expect, the guest today is you. We are here for all of you. We want to get to each of you. 888-957-9570. We are reading along Twitch, YouTube comments, and the Xfinity mobile text line as well. And we will go straight to your phone calls coming up next. It is Willard and Dibs. The day after the Super Bowl is set, the 49ers aren't in it. It's all sponsored by Bud Light. And don't forget, the Warriors are back in action tonight in Oklahoma City. So we got Warriors Live coming up 95.7 The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. Your calls next and all day long right here on Willard and Dibs. on the year on fourth down. Fourth best in the NFL. Lady three. Hurts. Runs out of the pocket. Looking for a deep Devontae Smith. One-hander is the end. He's got it. First and goal. Philadelphia. This is the replay we saw. Didn't definitely show that. They actually, we saw one up on the scoreboard. I was going to throw one anyways, just to hope to take the chances. But they showed one up on the scoreboard that didn't have all the angles you guys saw. And that looked like a catch. So we didn't want to waste the timeout, which we definitely would have if we didn't see that. But then I heard they got a couple other angles, and you guys end up seeing later that it was not a catch. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Mm, God, that, that is such a, it's a tough pill to swallow because especially it being in the first half on the first drive. Fourth down play, man. I, it's a fourth down play. Like, to me, 
if you're Kyle Shanahan, and I know this is all happening fast, you got about 20 seconds for them to get to the line of scrimmage. They're running down the field, maybe even less. Um, but I'm sitting there going, what is the risk-reward? And to me, you're risking very little. A timeout. In the first half. That you took three to the half anyway. And the likelihood is if you, and maybe you throw the hanky and it's a catch, and then you've lost a timeout. Wow. But think about what's the reward on the other end. You get the ball. But Jalen Hurts' first and goal at the three is like so likely a touchdown. Yeah. And it yeah. was. Yes. And and if you if you throw the hanky and get it, it's the ball. It's not like the it's, ball. It's not like oh, okay, go back to the thirty and try again. It's your ball. You get the rock with good field position. You're on thirty-five, basically. That's good field position. Not great, yeah, but yeah. it's solid starting ground. No, it's great for your opening drive. Risk in a reward zero zero. Like oh my gosh, this is such little risk for very high reward. Throw the damn hanky. This is where people have issue with Kyle Shanahan. And again, I'm not going to criticize Kyle Shanahan to the point of. Fire Kyle right now, which is one of my famous uh, drops. I was talking about our Kyle, not their Kyle, by the way. When you hear the Fire Kyle right now. Fire Kyle right now. That's the drop. I think it's about our Kyle, with whom I share a birthday. In Kyle, I trust. Well, I do trust in Kyle, both Kyles. But, Mark, you're right. Risk-reward on a fourth down play, even if you think that... It looked like a catch, and I thought it was a catch in real time. And I was, I was saying to my beloved wife, Supper, I said, "Wow, what a catch! What a catch!" And she looked up from uh, maybe Instagram at the time, and she's like, "Wow, <laughs> good catch!" Yeah, but I thought that, so too. Yeah. In that like, moment, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Risk reward. Right. Throw the hanky, and let's well, take a second look. Especially yes. when I see Hufanga going this incomplete, and then you see the Eagles. Like it's your butt to the hurry, go, hurry, hurry, go, hurry. snap yeah, it, yeah, snap yeah. it. I'm like, there's too much evidence there in a small risk, high reward. You got to throw the darn hanky. All right, we're, we're sort of TikToking right now before we get to the lines toward what feels like is going to be announced any minute that D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the Houston Texans. We'll see. I think tomorrow morning is uh, what I've heard in, in terms of reports. He has one more interview today, according to Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport, yeah. and then uh, the announcement will be tomorrow, but he's going to be the new head coach of the Texans. It seems that way. And so a couple of things to throw at you on that front. Mike Silver, who joins this show every week, San Francisco Chronicle, tweeted just over a half hour ago, for what it's worth, Vic Fangio, who was announced yesterday, or reported, I should say, was reported as the new Dolphins defensive coordinator under Mike McDaniel. Silver says Fangio told him late last night, quote, nothing has been decided yet. So, A, that's interesting. B, I threw this out last night on Fox to Ephraim Salam, who I found out was a teammate of D'Amico Ryan's with the Houston Texans years ago. I said, all right. You're sitting down with D'Amico for a beer. What would you tell him right now? And he goes, don't do it. Don't do it. And I say that with the full understanding of you got, there are only 32 of these jobs. You got to take them when they're offered, especially as a black man. You have got to take those opportunities when they're given to you. But... God, I want you to stop and think long and hard as to whether or not you want to go to this organization with no quarterback who has fired black coaches in back-to-back -back seasons after one year and is just collectively, especially when it comes to this issue, a house of cards. 
So, I, I, like, if this works out for D'Amico, great. Great. I think he's a phenomenal young coach. And, man, he just, everything about him on the sidelines I love. Um, and because of all that, I really want him to succeed in his next job. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one because you got to take those opportunities when they come. But right. this one does not feel like the best opportunity it could be. Normally, I would agree with you. But in terms of a number of different factors, I would say go ahead and take it. Number one would be you played there. So you know the organization better than you, me, or even Ephraim Salam knows the organization. Well, I mean, we played there together. Yes. So D'Amico, having played there, has a good sense for what he's going to face when he goes there. The second piece, they've got $75 million in cap room and the number two overall pick. So in terms of like amount of clay, he has a chance to go in there and make out of this situation whatever he wants to make out yeah, of it. Yeah. And the third piece would be, and I don't know what he makes as a coordinator, but he's probably set to make eight times what he made this year. Sure, 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 and sure. I know he made it a, a pretty penny as a player, I think he made about $40 million as a player, so maybe money's not the object. But this is a golden opportunity to go to a place where you've been, huge number of cap space, and the number two overall pick. It's a great chance in terms of just that. Casario is the GM. D'Amico as the defensive coordinator. How many days till Garoppolo signs there? Probably 40. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they actually do. Number two pick in the draft. You can get one of the young guys if but, you want. I mean, if you're really not but, sold yeah. on on uh, Davis in terms of quarterbacking your team, maybe you bring in Jimmy G and draft a QB. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's a great placeholder. We know that. Trade that number two overall Jimmy. pick for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's a yeah, lot. Of, boy. Hey, there's a lot of movement that's coming. There you don't want Aaron on a rebuilding no. team. Well, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Um, Abe in Fremont. Let's get out to the calls here. Let's talk to you, Abe. Lead us off today. Thank you for calling Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Abe? You there? Abe is gone. All right. How about uh, Jonathan in San Francisco? Hello, Jonathan. What are you doing? Uh, just uh, still feeling sad, man. Another scar tissue uh, in the collection of uh, no happy ending. Uh, that six Lombardi remains to be elusive. I don't know what we do, man. We got top-ranked defense, top-ranked offense, and then still fell short. They need to fix the trenches, man. We, we're pretty weak in the trenches. Um, I, I thought I was watching an episode of uh, you know Twilight Zone. I mean, we, we, we they actually tried to block one of the Eagles. Best pass rusher with a backup tight end. You know, like what the what, what am I watching here? <laughs> and then the 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 the, the, the old offensive line was so poor of a performance they displayed yesterday. They got not one but two quarterbacks injured on eerily very similar plays. You know, like a, a, a defensive end crushing right in front of their face and just whacking our quarterback. I mean, this is a reoccurring theme. They need to address. You know, the center, guard-to-guard position. And we, 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 on defense, we need to stop letting go of guys like, you know, uh, B.D. Jones and Brenton Buckner. We need to be south and tough in the middle in the point of attack because it doesn't matter how many weapons you have. It doesn't matter if you got a boy genius a play caller. If you're weak and, and you're, getting, you're getting out, out physical in the point of attack as a football team, is all for nothing. 
So we got to get better at the point of attack moving yep. forward. Jonathan, thanks. Uh, you're in the middle of the red and gold reaction, which is brought to you by San Francisco Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com and apply today. I, I just think, to me, there are two different football games, and one of them only lasted like three minutes. Um, and, and so Fine, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ask it this way. Yes, Brock Purdy got sacked on what I find to be a schematic error, right? Like, we can say the defensive line for the Eagles was dominant. I'm going to say Hassan Reddick's going to beat Tyler Croft 100% of the time. That's a schematic error. You're putting and, this on Kyle, then? Well, that play, yes. I'm absolutely putting that play on Dante Kyle. Dante Whitner said the same thing in the postgame. I'm not putting an injury on Kyle. I'm putting a, a poor schematic play on Kyle Shanahan on that one. And Hassan Reddick, by the way, had already made one, if not two plays in the game, six plays in. Right, but... He's a game record. But while Yes, he is. And, 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 but while Brock was in there, in that very short period of time, did it feel like the 49er offense was overwhelmed and not going to move the ball? Yes. I saw I, yes. I don't I, mean, I saw two first downs. I don't I don't like I don't in other words the overwhelming defensive line play for the Eagles to me got built up later and throughout the game which to me is totally different because at that point a defensive coordinator can send the house knowing that you have no downfield options and threat with Josh Johnson or dot 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 no one in the game at quarterback Brock Purdy, yeah, he got hit. He got hit and sacked that one time. It turned into a fumble. It's a huge play. Prior to that, he didn't look overwhelmed to me, but we got to see it only for 10 seconds. Exactly. Six plays, and, so, and that was know. it. It looked like Philadelphia was uh, stacking up to stop the run, which they did before Brock Purdy got hurt. A couple of plays that helped move the chains in the pass game, quick throws out, and uh, the Niners were able to beat Hassan Reddick in the pass rush there, but what I saw from the moment Brock Purdy got hurt from before and even beyond that, the Niner offensive line overwhelmed, and you look at Mike McGlinchey, uh, a tackle who's been going back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
backward a lot more than he's been going forward in terms of his ability this year. And he's a guy who's a unrestricted free agent. So when you look at the future of this 49er offensive line, and I talked about it last Friday, which is why I picked Philadelphia in terms of the Eagles D-line against the Niners offensive line, the D-line had the day. And if you want to assign that to the fact that you know, Josh Johnson came on and you you figure that at that point they don't have to respect Josh Johnson as a quarterback and so you can sell out to try to stop him. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how Philadelphia does against Kansas City in 13 yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, that one that one's going to be interesting. I'm fascinated by the fact that Philadelphia was established as the favorite and then the line went up. They, they opened as a one-point favorite. It's up to two yeah. for Philadelphia, uh, which is interesting. I get that maybe that comes off of what looks like a very dominant performance, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I and don't a Mahomes know. possible re-injury. Maybe. You saw him late in that game. I know you were doing your radio no, no, show. No, yeah, but I, was, I, I saw it. I mean, he's. I know. I know how he's you do these things. Yeah. yeah, no, he's we limping and gibbing. So if you're a Philly better, and I personally think that Philly is is a better team across the board than Kansas City. If you're a Philly better, wait. Because Patrick Mahomes, once he gets to the He'll Super practice. Bowl, he's going to practice. He's going to look better. And all the money's going to come in on Kansas City. So if you like Philadelphia, wait for that thing to come down to being a pick em again. Uh, David in San Francisco is next up on Willard and Dibs. David, hello. And what are you doing? Uh, yes, I'm sitting here in the parking lot. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks I, for making it. I, oh, I have, a, I have a question. I, I didn't see a lot of people pose this question. Um, and I feel like the spotlight should be like just purely on Brock Purdy, uh, just because I feel like um, he wasn't grimacing or frowning or wincing when he was in pain. <laughs> uh, right after the play when he got hurt, he was actually going to continue playing until they called it a fumble. And I just want to question his toughness and his mental toughness. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or nothing like that, but a lot of people on social media are saying, did he throw the game? Is it, are we seeing something? <laughs> All right, David, David, let's let, let tap your brakes. I hated Thanks your, for the call, David. I, I didn't like your first point, and then I hated your second point. And I, I told okay. you guys this morning, and it might have been 4 a.m. when I was up with the baby. I said, let's all brace ourselves for that call Seriously. that's coming in. And, and I had a discussion with somebody yesterday after the game. The one thing that I really hesitate to do in this job is to question another person's toughness. Like... If we find out today that he doesn't have a ruptured UCL in his elbow, maybe he has just a sprain. We don't know what that sprain means to that individual, a 23-year-old Brock Purdy. Different people have more of an ability or less of an ability to overcome injury than others. We can't, when we're not in his body, in my opinion, it's unfair to say what a player should, quote, play through or not play through. It's not only unfair. Let me take it a step further. Take it, Mark. It is unequivocally unthoughtful to... Insensitive. To have this question about someone who has already... You, you want to talk about mental toughness? How about being the last pick in the draft and being told you're not, you're barely good enough for this league 
and then you beat somebody out for a job, and then injuries land your way, and you're thrown into a high-level 8-3 and three versus 8-3 and three football game and a four-point deficit, and you go out there and put 30 more points on the board and win the game. And then you're asked to start, and the greatest quarterback of all time is your counterpoint in that game, and you go out and blow the doors off of that game, and then you injure your oblique in that game, and you are asked four days later, when you could not even throw a football until a ballroom in the hotel a few hours before the game against a divisional rival on a Thursday night primetime game with the division on the line and the team planning for you to only be able to play a half, you go out there and win that football game. Get all the way to this point, and you're going to ask questions about toughness and whether or not he threw the game. The guy's got a UCL injury. And it couldn't throw the ball. And if you watched him warm up on the sideline, he was throwing the ball to a teammate the same way you throw the ball to your little three or four year old when they're learning how to catch a nerf. Here it comes. (laughs) That's all he had. Right. That's all he had. And so people will though call in and say, Josh Allen played through a sprained UCL. Why couldn't Brock Purdy? Mm And that that's out there in terms of you know well, a comparative we don't, we don't, injury. We don't know that this that's is a what I'm saying. UCL. We this don't could, know this that could be a torn UCL. It could be a rupture. It could be a torn. And, exactly and, right. And Josh had time. That injury happened on the last play of a game, and he was given a week to get ready for the no next doubt. game. So no doubt. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very. I'm just different. saying what people have said oh, and what you. people will say. I'm not saying it because. One thing that I've always tried to do, especially when it comes to football, it's like you can't look at a football player and say, oh, you should be able to play through oh this. By the way, I'm calling in sick today because I got an ingrown toenail. Did you watch, what's his name, Osai, the uh, the linebacker oh for God, the Bengals? Heartbreaking. Do you want to know what it feels like to one of those guys to watch the physical toll that it takes for an NFL team to get to this moment and then feel like you're the reason that it all stopped? It's a grown-ass man sobbing on the sideline, and you're going to think that Brock Purdy was just like, eh, I'm good. I mean, his entire press conference was about sadness for the veterans. This whole press conference. Um, Dude, the Osai play, I mean, I I know we're not doing a whole slate of what are you doing, and you hate to single out a guy for what are you doing, but he was a good two steps out of bounds on that play. It's a bad play. It's a bad play. And, and he, just, had, he had played a good game, he too. He played a great game. He had played game. a really good game. And it sucks that the game had to... I was hoping for overtime. That game deserved overtime. Yep. Yep. Especially after what we had in the morning game. We all deserved overtime. And I was telling Supper the new overtime rules. And I was looking forward to it. Yep. And cracking oh, my knuckles. With, with and here Burrow we go. And Mahomes, like, yeah. oh, for a trip to the bowl? I've already fed me? the baby her, 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 her pears and her sweet potato. We oh. were good, coach. See, and again... Did, Gosh, there was a pit. I'm watching that game in the fourth quarter going, this should be the second time yes. that this happens uh, today. Football porn. But instead, we're running the wing tee at 2.30 in the <laughs> afternoon. For crying out loud. Oh, uh, God. David in Denver, you're next up here on uh, Willard and Dibs. Hi, David. What are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm just over here trying to uh, lick my wounds, and that last call was definitely hogwash. That's unfortunate, that. But I guess the world that we live in these days, um, but my point is, oh, your point is, is that your phone just clicked Shout off. Out Harry Potter that stinks. and hogwash. Yeah. Call back because you had some, some wounds to lick and, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're here for that. 
Did you just drop a Harry Potter on me? Yeah, it's, it's Hogwarts. It's Hogwarts. not Hogwash. I got it. That was more for Kyle, but he tuned me out. I don't. So I, I've never what? read any of the Harry. Me either. Are you never read any of them? No, the only no. Harry Potter experience I had is that I, I took years ago. I took a trip to Scotland. You ever been to Scotland? Many times. Gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Isn't it? And we went on this uh, this trip. Like we we drove through around, circled the entire island. Oh. And there was some bridge. We 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 hiked out to a bridge. And the younger, like there were some kids in the group, and they're freaking out because they're like, "That's the Harry Potter bridge," and I'm like, "I I don't know what that. What's the Harry Potter bridge? Right. It's beautiful, but I had no reference point for it. Do you know what the Kyle? Do you know what the Harry Potter bridge is? I'm assuming it's the one. This is Spadoni, not Kyle. Okay, hi Spadoni. Uh, this Good I'm morning. assuming it's the one that's leading into Hogwarts, the okay. bridge there it where is. Harry Potter and Voldemort finally have their final clash. Yeah, Kyle, I'm, can you confirm? I remember it well. No, I okay, can't. Good. I thought you were there's a Potter a, guy, there's, Kyle. A, there's a lot of Kyle's bridges. Kyle's looking at it like, what are you... No, what? there's a lot There's a lot of bridges. It's a bridge too far. Oh, yeah, there it is. Thank it's you. A, Shout out the River Kwai. It's a two. Yes. It was a little too easy. Uh, Abe in Fremont is back. Let's try <laughs> Abe again. Hi, Abe. What are you doing? Hey there. Uh, just just around. I <laughs> just wanted yep. to uh, uh, address something that's going to probably come out because this is a quote-unquote Niner Nation, uh, what they'd like to do is uh, they're going to listen to the media's uh, narrative that Shanahan can just plug and play any quarterback. But if you obviously looked and watched the game yesterday, uh, the first half, then that's your answer of uh, those folks who like to drive that narrative. And I'm not a, I, I didn't jump on the bandwagons of these quarterbacks that perform five, seven, eight, ten games when Jimmy first did it. I wasn't, I wasn't sold. I just knew he was missing something. Purdy? This is the first time where I'm like, damn, I'm sold. This guy's this guy's legit, and he is the future. So I don't want to hear about Brady. I don't want to hear about two or um, whoever they're gonna trade for uh, Rogers and Lance. Lance's he's a backup. Oh, he's not ready. This roster's too legit for a Lance. Uh, Abe, I, listen, I'm with you. I think Brock Purdy's the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, unless he needs a complete reconstruction of his elbow, which would be very, very surprising and rare. Uh, I, I think Purdy is the future, and you're right. There was only one way for the 49ers to lose this game and have Brock Purdy come out looking like a good thing, and, and this was it. This this was exactly it. Like, like the, anyone who thought... Or you just stick any quarterback worth of salt back there, and and this offense will still work. Um, nope, <laughs> nope, that's uh, that's not the case. Um, how about uh, is it Yag? Yag in San Jose with Willard and Dibs. Hey Yag, what are you doing? How's it going, guys? I'm working. I'm I'm uh, also licking my wounds, and it's a familiar feeling, unfortunately. But what can we do? Um, I just wanted to point out the notion that. When people say Shanahan can't win the big game, like to me, what does that even mean, right? Like that's just like shallow analysis. There's no substance behind it. Like this is football. The game could be won in so many different ways. And I don't think anything about yesterday's losses on Shanahan. Maybe you could point to that not throwing the flag, but that's just super spontaneous. You have 10 seconds to make that decision. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think that, oh, I think that in, I'd like to see him make an aggressive mistake. And this is a, a criticism that many have of Kyle Shanahan, and that's a microcosm of the criticism is in that moment, unless you're 100% feeling like you're going to be right, Kyle Shanahan doesn't pull the trigger. And that is a, is a time where I would love to see him be aggressively wrong, where 
We didn't know, right? Watching it on TV. Looked like a catch. Until it was too late. Oh, what a yeah. beautiful one-handed grab. Totally. We didn't, none of us saw the angle that we saw. But when you're the guy with the red hanky, go ahead and throw it and be wrong one time, make an aggressive mistake. I agree with the, the, the red hanky point. I, I, again, I think schematically there were some things that got messed up there on the offensive line, put some guys in bad positions. And so in a vacuum, in a moment, there's some things that we can say yesterday about Kyle Shanahan for sure. The larger point, though, I think that Yag makes is a really good one. More on that, plus more of your phone calls coming up in just a second. The Red and Gold Reaction, which is all day long, is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers, compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. This is Willard and Dibs on 95.7 again. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t